Hello, everyone out there in Gatsby Land. This is the take, Kevin. This is the take. We are we are here. We are live. It is season four of the OK Gatsby colon. Vibe and read with us. That's right. We don't do second takes, no so that's the energy takes. we're coming. We're coming in with. We're coming into a hot episode. Yeah, baby. Dramatic. Dramatic. Spicy. Spicy. I'd say gossipy. If there was a score, it would go dun 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 dun. Yeah, this would be a great like uh, a great teaser. Uh, mm. the, the clips from this episode would be a great like teaser, like next week on Pride and Prejudice, and it's like, well, surely his countenance wouldn't allow for that kind of behavior. Oh, not on his countenance. Well then, well then, why did he say what he said? You know, like I couldn't be tr- Mr. Wingham. It is interesting that like everyone is confronted. Like there's yes. no, there's no new information that doesn't start a new conversation, <laughs> which is very like today. Like you would hear some sh- some bad stuff about a guy, and you would go like some shit, some shit. <laughs> what well, we have not figured out our swearing policy. I don't know. <laughs> All sixty of our listeners explicit. If you explicit. buy it, we are explicit. We don't give a shoot. This <laughs> is gonna be flipping nuts. It's gonna be bananas. <laughs> It's just as effective, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, okay, you, every piece of information is bounced off of every single character in a dramatic way, right? Basically, yes. It's like, that's a good point. You get an information, and you go, I'm going to confront the person directly involved with this piece of information, and I'm going to watch them squirm slightly. And not <laughs> only the direct, directly involved, but everybody who's friends with that person also needs to have their take. Like, yes. well, if I knew, he wouldn't be, wow, I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have, I don't think it's true. I can't, but how could it be true? What? True? True. What true. Truth? So. So. It all revolves around one Mr. Wickham. I know. So, yeah, we're going to get the Wickham drama. Wickham and Stickham. And this is all, and just stay tuned, folks, because at the end of this episode, uh... We're going to a ball. Okay. <laughs> oh, the balls are okay. on the way. Get. <laughs> the balls Get are coming, baby. From the window to, to the, the ball. ball. To, to the, the ball. ball. Till sweat drops down. <laughs> the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mistress's Dance. desire a, <laughs> a, a husband. <laughs> Riffing done. <laughs> <laughs> and now to the hard Serious and fast text. text. Textual analysis. Uh, so we start off with Mr. Collins' boring ass. <laughs> <laughs> Out the window. Out this the episode gets a, gets a little, little red we, E. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sorry, we tried. If you're listening to this in the car with children, uh, those kids fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> He brought in the big one. Oh, no. <laughs> From the top ladder. What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The policy is nebulous. Continue. All right. So he, Mr. Collins immediately makes a faux pas where he compliments the, I think it's the Phillips house, yeah. by saying that uh, that he declared he might have almost supposed himself in the small summer breakfast parlor at Rosings, a comparison that did not at first convey much gratification. But when Mrs. Phillips understood from him what Rosings was and who was his proprietor, when she had listened to the description of only one of Lady Catherine's drawing rooms and found that the chimney piece alone had cost 800 pounds, she felt all the force of the compliment. <laughs> so he did 
one of the smarmiest things I can imagine. <laughs> it's a, you, this is as nice as one of Lady Catelyn de Burrow's small rooms. This is, <laughs> this is Trey Collins. Okay, this is so Mr. Collins. Yes. This like, is, no, no, no. I didn't call you ugly. I called you as pretty as an ugly part of my pretty friend. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the genuineness you have, of like, the compliment. You have Tara's elbows, but your whole body. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. No, 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 no. What I was trying to say. So Mr. Collins is still a sniveling little prig. Yes. Sneering uh, little. Sneering little. Um, um, bad word. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, folks. And we're back. To Get the kids back in the car. We're fine. We're back. We on. We pop it. All right. Uh, Mr. Wickham comes in, and boy, is he handsome. We talked about it before, but this is a handsome fella, and he keeps getting handsome. This countenance is not to be missed. No, you want to look at this man's countenance. Oh, yeah. For in, sure. Incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> He's so handsome, I'm incontinent. <laughs> when the countenance makes you incontinent. <laughs> that feeling when. That feeling when, baby. Shout out to all the, those kids in the van. Uh, they decide that they're going to play what it seems like to be a sort of card game where you gamble a little bit. I, lo- I love this. Uh, they go, hey, does everyone want to play c- basically cards? And Mr. Collin goes, I know little of the game at present, but I shall be glad to improve myself for in my situation of life. Mrs. Phillips was very thankful for his compliance, but could not wait for his reason. <laughs> She's like, all right. Okay, just, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you want to play cards? Yes. All right. Stop. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. I hope we get to the point where Mr. Hurst and Mr. Collins can play cards together. How fun. Uh. That would rule. <laughs> I like. What if? What if uh, there's like cards, and then Mr. Harris comes out of nowhere. You guys say cards. <laughs> he doesn't even live cards? there. Cards. Cards. <laughs> What's going on? He pops out of the closet. Cla- cards. Man, you guys want to just freaking deal some cards, man? <laughs> Mr. Hurst, you are player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this dude loves cards. Uh, yeah. So everyone's bored with Mr. Collins. Is so boring. He sucks. Uh, and then we get some gossip from Mr. Wickham, and the gossip is that he and Darcy essentially grew up together in the same house. His uh, so Wickham's father took care of Darcy's father, especially in its declining age. Yes, uh, to the point where they were kind of so. It seems like uh, Wickham's father was a, a sort of assistant even when he was healthy, and they were sort of raised together in the same house to the yeah. point where, allegedly, uh, Mr. Darcy. Uh, the, the senior, yeah. Mr. Darcy Sr., mm-hmm. said Darce. that he was going to give a lot of money to Wickham when he passed away. He promised this verbally, but never put it down in writing, and uh, that does not turn out so well for those of us who are waiting for that money. Yes. There was just such an informality in the terms of the bequest as to give me no hope from law. A man of honor could not have doubted the intention, but Mr. Darcy chose to doubt it or to treat it as a merely conditional recommendation, and to assert that I had forfeited all claim to it by extravagance, imprudence, in short, anything or nothing. So Darcy claims when Darcy this comes... the Younger. Yes, Darcy the Younger, when his father passes away, says, like, no, we're not giving you money. You're a big... Uh, accuses him of being a, essentially a party animal uh, and a whole bunch of things. That's what rich folks do. Yeah. The we're fine not print. Yeah. It's not... You got to get it in writing, folks. If you get a, If you get a rich... Guy who's telling you about giving you his money, some of his money after he's dead, uh, be like, "Oh, that's great! Write it down, right. please. Put it, put it down in writing." Especially in this time. Actually, no. Actually, no. A- anytime. It's, this is an evergreen concept. 
Yes. Always yeah. put in writing the inheritance of a wealthy man. Put it in writing. Make friends with the old rich guys. That's like the whole point of being in New York, man. You just go to the True. park and you just <laughs> True. We find the weirdest looking guy <laughs> and go, hey. <laughs> find a guy with a weird countenance and just. A countenance you can count on. <laughs> if you get a good countenance, you'll be counting those cents. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun. I got him. I really cracked him. That We're was a legitimate laugh. I got him. All right. It is kind of funny. Mr. Wickham's an expert, uh, polite uh, shit talker. Right. So we talked about we talked about like how long it takes to get this gossip is like pretty. It's a it's like a three paragraph story. It yes. takes four pages of Wickham being like. Now I don't want to speak ill of anybody, especially because I know him so well that I can't be a judge of his I'd, character. I'd be almost too biased with how well I know him. I know him so well. And then Elizabeth's like, I don't like him. And he's like, well, I'm not surprised that you don't like him. He does not make good impressions, but I could not say why. It's so, yeah, Wickham is so polite. So, like, he kind of solidifies himself as like, no, 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 I have, he has, uh, he moves in polite society. He's doing very well at moving in polite society, which is appealing to Elizabeth. Yes, he he doesn't play his cards too soon. Mm -hmm. He knows that if he went right out and said, Darcy did this to me, it would be rude and weird and forthcoming he's not playing the victim no because this story this story is his like is him blaming darcy for like well i would have a great life but darcy darcy decided to not honor his own father's wishes also credit to you kevin uh we were we were talking about that the look between darcy and wickham and i was like i think maybe they just uh he was jealous that wickham was next to elizabeth and you're like no they know each other and i'm like okay maybe and they for sure know each other they know each other their entire lives and there's huge beef tremendous it's beef city baby oh my god <laughs> beef it's a city whole London. sides of beef yeah <laughs> beef side. city population two yeah getting on the beef side on the beef side <laughs> i'll catch you on the beef side <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's right. So, uh, so Elizabeth finds out and is riled up about this. She says, "This is quite shocking. He deserves to be publicly disgraced." Yeah. So yeah, this is a, a modern concept Mo- and an old concept. Yes, of uh, finding out something dirty and wanting to publicly disgrace. This them. should be publicly. Disgr- I mean, like when someone does something that's so bad as this, so yeah. incredibly rude and ruins someone's life. Yeah, the implication is this should have an impact on his. Um, on his public, he should persona. retire from MS- MSNBC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he should be disgraced. Yes, um, and I think like it does have some interesting echoes because like there's an upper class that matters. It does. Ma- oh my god, it, it super matters that he be he would be disgraced in this way. Yeah, um, can't go to balls anymore. And it, it, I mean, it, it reminds me of like the modern cancellation. It does. It does like have echoes, and like in the same vein, it's like you talk to their friends, and they're like, "Well, I like him. He's always been nice to me." Yeah. And it's like that's not what we're talking about. And it's like we're getting two, like the two sides Do of you this know every happened? story. Like, no, but I trust him that he would tell me <laughs> exactly all these things that uh, that we kind of hear in the modern discourse about like with sexual accusations and that kind of thing, and like accusations of other of other types. Just how, yeah. Any accusations like publicly. It's very hard to like, because um, I mean Elizabeth goes out of her way and almost because she's out of her has her own anti Darcy bias exactly. that she is like, well, there's no one has been able to provide any, no one has heard directly from both sides what actually happened. The only some people know a little bit, but they've only heard it from Darcy. There's right. no evidence right here, so I'm gonna 
choose to decide that he did it. Right. Wickham as the accuser. And also Wickham is not in a position of power like Darcy is. Yes. So uh, this is a very interesting lens to look at it through. I think it'd be, it's interesting because like as we carry forward through this saga, yet a lot of these echoes, I saw a lot of the echoes of this same sort of concept of the accusation of someone in power. Mm-hmm. Or just, yeah, someone in high society has all this dirt and it's like, right. how do they navigate that in their reputation? Right. Within a world where reputation is extremely important. Huge. Almost as important as money. Yes. But not quite. Uh, I do like this little line. Elizabeth honored him for such feelings and thought him handsomer than ever as he expressed them. <laughs> so she is head over heels for this guy. Oh, man, I like the way your lips move around those serious accusations about <laughs> someone's character. Mm. Boy. Mm. You hate Darcy, too? Oh, you are boy. so much hotter to me now. <laughs> Music to my ears. You gave me a reason to not like this guy, other than he rejected me. Right. In not dance? only not only is he handsome, single, and a soldier, he also hates Darcy. He is a uh, ma- it's a match made in made heaven. Made in made in a lab for a exactly. Bit. Yeah. So it's kind of exciting this new sort of romantic interest. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then they just kind of talk about it. How much it? it and this was a criticism we had of, of this of like. It goes on for a couple more pages yeah. about like that's crazy he would do such a thing. Right, right. <laughs> they really they they really lay it on thick. And uh, sure, I mean, yeah, it's not this is not written for the modern attention span, which is fine. That's okay. It's two hundred years old. Yes. Um. She's like, how can Mister Bingley still like him? He seems like a good guy, and they're like, oh, I'm sure he doesn't know or doesn't know the full story. Or right. The point. Be- I mean, like, but this is serious gossip, serious drama. That's what. That's that's what's. Important. Yes. And what we do find out, a little piece of uh, what will probably be important, is that Darcy is Lady Catherine Neboro's nephew. Yes. So yeah. we are becoming full circle. With and a, Kathy. And Kathy. Who we is got Mr. Collins's patron. Patron. Yeah. This person that we've been hearing so, all this great stuff about, it's essentially, it's the same money. It's Darcy yeah. money. Yeah. So... Elizabeth, by marrying Mr. Collins, would be tapping into Darcy money anyway. Yeah. And if she married Mr. Wickham, she'd be tapping into would-be Darcy money. Or like, uh, it's all Darcy money. Yeah. If it's Darcy. And and therefore, it's all DeBerg money. So he gets gets all the money from DeBerg. Yeah. DeBerg. DeBerg. DeBerg and DeBerg. DeBerg. Da Berg. Da Berg. You get the reference. Yeah. You've seen the sketches. High school kids who listen to this. <laughs> you guys like <laughs> 80s Bears references? <laughs> that's a famous That's a famous sketch. Yeah. The Bears. Chris da Farley. Bears. Chris Farley. All the, all the uh, fat people on SNL. <laughs> <laughs> that sketch. SNL's fattest actors. <laughs> the best of fat SNL. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, <laughs> Kenan Thompson at various stages. Okay, all right. <laughs> back to the back to the we text. Get it. We get it. <laughs> they look great. They're very funny. They're funnier than me. <laughs> all right, all right. We've had a nice time. We've now it's nice time, time to get serious. That's right. Uh, so Elizabeth and Jane. Uh, talk a little bit about it. Elizabeth kind of pokes at her to be like, isn't that kind of crazy about Mr. Darcy? So yeah, Mr. Bingley is this perfect guy and he's friends with Mr. Darcy who did this terrible thing. How does that, how do we square this circle? What? How, how does this go down? What happens here? 
And uh, Jane is obviously on Bingley's side. Jane says, They have both been deceived, I dare say, in some way or other, of which we can form no idea. Interested people have perhaps misrepresented each to the, each to the other. It is, in short, impossible for us to conjecture the causes or circumstances which may have alienated them without actual blame on either side. That's very nice, a very Jane response. Of like, perhaps they don't understand each other. It's all a misunderstanding. It's all misunderstanding. Um, and then Elizabeth says in a good burn, very true indeed. And now, my dear Jane, what have you got to say in behalf of the interested people who have probably been concerned in the business? Do clear them too, or we shall be obliged to think ill of somebody. <laughs> are we going to think of ill of anybody? Oh yeah. man, we might think of ill of someone. <laughs> Hurry, Jane, use your magic. <laughs> right. She's just, yeah, a total Jane burn. Like, I'm sure everything is fine. And Elizabeth's like, how could it, it couldn't, like somebody did wrong is what Elizabeth is saying. Like, n- and Somebody he, and, messed up. And so Jane is like, that is so wrong, what he did, that I don't believe he did it. Because yeah. he knew he knows what it would do to his reputation. Right, exactly. Here it is again. It's like, well, no, Darcy's a good guy because he's friends with Bingley, so how could he have done a bad yeah. thing? His fav- father's favorite in such a manner, one whom his father had promised to provide for, it is impossible. No man of common humanity, no man who had any value for his character could be capable of it. Can his most intimate friends be so excessively deceived in him? Oh, no. They're like, no one would be friends with this guy if he did this awful thing. Right. So either it's a lie or Mr. Bingley has, has bad taste in friends, which he can't, have, he can't be yeah, both. Yeah, Bingley's great. And yeah, Bingley's great, period. Uh, so there's just a misunderstanding. Uh, so they talk about that a little bit, and then it turns out a little bit later, they're all invited to a ball at Netherfield. Not only are they invited, Kevin, not only do they get an invitation, they got a personal face-to-face invitation from the Bingley siblings themselves. Dang. Wow. Wow. Mrs. Bennett is thrilled. I like how, though, although this great honor is bestowed on the family, uh, it's mostly the sisters mostly talk to Jane and a little bit, a little bit to Elizabeth, and they entirely ignore everyone else yes they say they trying to avoid okay uh, the and hurrying off as if eager to escape from mrs bennett's civilities <laughs> <laughs> it's as if there's something to escape from the they civilities are dangerous so much <laughs> yeah they are so fake yes they do not like this mother one bit and yeah of course all she does is like dote and and uh she's a class climber which is uh what was the um what was the book where that was a huge deal uh like Okay, uh, no, Catcher in the Rye, they were like, uh, it was, they were mad at climbers. <laughs> yeah, climber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Holden would hate everybody in this book. <laughs> How would Hold? yeah, oh, my God. This whole book is, is so funny. It's the phoniest book. It's a book about phonies. Although, I feel like there's a connection between uh, Elizabeth and Holden to be like, this guy is like this because of this and that guy. Right. The uh, incisive nature of their perception of reality. Yeah. They're seeing like, He's things. doing this because of this, and it, it's kind of phony that we have to do this because of that. Right. Like if Holden liked to dance and wear dresses, Elizabeth. He does like to dance. He just doesn't wear. True, dresses. you're right. Yeah, my bad, my bad. But if if this was played, took place at a Manhattan bar with women from Seattle, <laughs> this <laughs> is Catcher in the Rye. It's, just, it's the same same book. Uh, everyone gets invited, and even Mary wants to make her little comment. Uh, and even Mary could assure her family that she had no disinclination for it. Well, I can have my mornings to myself, said she. It is enough. I think it no sacrifice to join occasionally in evening engagements. Society has claims on us all, and I profess myself one of those who consider intervals of recreation and amusements as desirable for everybody. 
It's like, shut up, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Shut up, Mary is definitely the response. Mary is annoying. But, like, what? okay, why is this annoying? It's because she took that whole long, flowery sentence to say, balls are fun. It's fun to go to dances, even though you do R- stuff reading during the is day. important, but sometimes you can go to dances. <laughs> right. Okay, Mary, what a great... Yeah, where's Mr. Bennett with, like, thank you for your extract, Mary? <laughs> he calls them extracts, these little quips, like, like okay, technically so that was a thing. <laughs> that was a thought, I guess. Yeah, great job, Mary. I think it's funny. I, I think uh, Austin's getting really good at developing these one-note characters. Yeah. Like... Uh, like, almost sitcomy of like he they come in they say their line this is their thing yes they're gonna say this like the the very specific type of line where they're gonna say but this very specific type of quality to an absurd degree yeah Mary's thing is I think I'm smart but really I'm dumb I just use a lot of words to say nothing important yeah and I'm bad at piano oh boy oh baby she's like she's aggressively okay at piano like yes. she can play but not who cares and she takes so much pride in it which yes is, it's kind of sad i think it's well it's uh you know i like the theory that like every sister has a part of there's there's empathy from jane austen for every sister you know like jane is just the polite socialite she's pretty she likes being liked by everyone mary is thinks herself an intellectual but she says dumb things mm. lydia is tall, tall. uh Catherine has a cough these are the things. These are the things. Elizabeth is a very complex character who has incisive uh, perspectives on culture and society. Human beings, morality. Yada, yada, yada. Yes. But this this Mary thing is getting to be like a fun running joke. I'm looking forward to more Mary extracts. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely roasting Mary. Hit him, Mary. Hit him with that extract, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> you got it, Mary. <laughs> Mary, baby, we Mr. love you, Mary. Mr. Kind of like, good one, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Perfect. My daughters have no sense. They are the silliest <laughs> women in the world. <laughs> Get them. They're a bunch of silly bitches. They're silly. All right, here we go. <laughs> Explicit. Explicit. We have varied all over the place this is the today. Un- this is the unlocked episode. <laughs> We're Uncut. keeping it real. Uncut. Uh, let's see. Uh, so then we have a slip. Elizabeth is excited just to talk about this dance. She wants to see Mr. Wickham. Goes up to Mr. Collins. Says, "Are you going to go to the dance?" Why he, did she even ask him? She's just in a good mood. I know. And he kind of takes this as a sign, one that he was going to express his interest anyway. But right. a moment to ask her for her first two dances. Yeah, jeez. Well, first of all, he says that. Okay, I love this. Before he says, "Ask her for the two dances," he goes, um, "Uh." He thinks that dances, especially the ball of this kind, given by a young man of character to respectable people, can have any evil tendency. So he assures everyone that, like, hey, I don't think that dancing is evil at all. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about me over here. (laughs) It's going to be great. I will go. Will you dance with me? Yeah. And he makes a long, boring speech about it. And then Elizabeth has a (laughs) panic attack. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. And the narration really reflects her feelings. Kind of. It's interesting. So she like immediately puts it together that her mom and Mr. Collins have been plotting to get engaged, get her engaged. Right. Mr. Collins' proposal accepted with as good as grace as she could. She was not the better pleased with the gallantry from the idea suggested of something more. It now first struck her that she was selected from among her sisters as worthy of being the mistress of Hunsford parsonage 
uh oh, she will all of a sudden yeah. it hits her like a freight train. This is her future. She this, sees her future. Yes, this yeah. boring guy everyone hates. This is gonna be my gonna be my my whole life. Yes, the idea soon reached to a conviction as she observed his increasing civilities towards herself and heard his frequent attempts at a compliment on her wit and vivacity. Vivacity. There we go. And though more <laughs> astonished than gratified herself by the effect of her charms, it was not long before her mother gave her to understand that the probability of their marriage was exceedingly agreeable to her. Of course. Elizabeth, however, did not choose to take the hint, being well aware that a serious dispute must be the consequence of any reply. Mr. Collins might never make the offer. Until he did, it was useless to quarrel about him. Oof. So she's like, this is on my radar. It's another problem I have. Yeah. As if this loser is going to propose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's not it's not yet a problem because he has not proposed, but... I don't have to fight about it until it happens. Yeah, but it's happening. It's going to happen. <clears throat> and she realizes it for the first time, and it's not good news. She yeah. just started to like Mr. Wickham. Yeah, things are not looking good. This is kind of the B story of this episode, I think, is... A story is the Darcy-Wickham beef. B story is Mr. Collins is going to propose to you. He's making his moves. He's making he moves. He has started to ask to dance. He's he's letting know that dances aren't evil. Yeah. <laughs> he's thirsty. <laughs> he's thirsty, as the kids say, in the parlance of our times. Yes. And then we're on to the ball. Ball in. Here we go. Chapter 18. They are at Netherfield. We are fully balling. But who is not at Netherfield that Elizabeth had not even anticipated? Wickham. Wickham. Wickham's gone. He's on business, trying to avoid Darcy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, he's like, yeah, he had to be out of town, but I'm sure he's pretty happy about being out of town because he had to avoid Darcy because they got beef. And the other side was like, I'm glad he was out of town. I didn't want to have to invite him. Right. Yes. Or it'd be impolite to not to invite all the officers, not him. They wish he could. They could. They wish they could have snubbed him, but they can't. Yes. It. It was just. Uh, just to like, hey, I'll be out of town. We won't even have to do the awkward dance. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, then Mr. Collins dances with a little bit, and it's awful. Uh, where was it? Oh, yeah, the moment of her release from him was ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The first two dances, however, brought a return of distress. There were dances of mortification. mortification. Mr. Collins, awkward and solemn, apologizing instead of attending, and often moving wrong without being aware of it, gave her all the shame and misery which a disagreeable partner for a couple of dances can give. Is as bad as it could be. That's I can imagine someone describing that dancing with you like this. Oh, I can, I can, and I have, and I will again. <laughs> <laughs> that was as bad as any dance that anyone could have been. To stop dancing with him was ecstasy. ecstasy. <laughs> Poor guy. It's like free ecstasy. Usually it costs a lot of money to go on ecstasy, but if you just stop dancing with a terrible dude. That's like the same amount of joy. I'm going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. This is a Tuesday ball, by the way. I don't know. Yeah, that's how like, you're feeling it? Yeah, Tuesday? It's a Tuesday ball. Tu- it's on a Tuesday night. No one has a job. They can party on a I Tuesday. I guess. Oh, my God, I know. Tuesday. Hey. And then uh, a big surprise. Darcy comes over and asks her to dance. And it's such a surprise that she says yes without thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, she was trying to avoid him. She wanted to, she didn't want to talk to him at all because of this. Of She thinks he's a terrible guy now. He's a villain. He's, he's a an villain absolute now. villain. He's not just a jerk. He's a villain. Right. And I think it was interesting, the narrator kind of brought up, like, Elizabeth had to had to avoid Darcy. So now this is kind of a mutual thing with Darcy and Elizabeth. Darcy's avoiding, kind of avoiding his feelings for her because of 
because she's trouble because she's a lower class. She's lower class, but gosh, is she charming? She's a spitfire. Right. She so he's like under my skin in a way that I kind of like. Yeah, he can't. He can't he call. Keep her out of she mind. calls me on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, I like this line where Charlotte's like, because she's like upset, like, why did I say yes to him? Char- Charlotte tried to console her. I dare say you will find him very agreeable. And then Elizabeth says, heaven forbid, that would be the greatest misfortune of all. To find a man agreeable whom one is determined to hate, do not wish me such an evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, this, this feels like a, a Tumblr sort of quote. This feels like it's a very quotable Jane Austen thing. To find a man agreeable who I'm determined to hate. Do not wish upon me such, wish e- it, such an evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's such a bad thing that I'm like, I kind of like this guy who I don't want to like. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's this, so fun. Then they start dancing, and it is awkward. He's a very good dancer. Yeah. So that's nice. It's uh, very And everyone exchange. was kind of looking at her like, wow, they're dancing together. That was the, I mean, her story was the gossip of town. That right. He said such a mean thing about her. And now they're dancing together, and it looks kind of nice. And he doesn't feel like he's going looking down on her or anything. But their conversation it is not going well. Uh, it is your turn to say something now, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I talked about the dance, and you ought to make some kind of remark on the size of the room or the number of couples. <laughs> She's like, come on, like, give me some small talk. Let's go, small talk, yeah. Like, they're going through the motions. Yes, and he's like, they're just dancing, and like, it's it's very confusing dynamic, because she hates him. She thinks that he hates her, doesn't know why he asked her to dance. Right. And, they, and they're stuck for what... I found out is a half hour. <laughs> I didn't Two know Two dances wow. are a half hour. <laughs> I didn't. I never thought about that. I guess they weren't doing three minute grind sessions. They're not like yeah. They're not like bangers. They're yeah. not like fun pop songs. Like oh, we're playing a Madonna themed ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a jam band vibe. It's yeah. more like a. It's like a fish concert. A guy is doing a violin solo yeah. for like six minutes. He's getting. He's getting into it. <laughs> Yeah, he is losing his mind. It's live. It's live music. You know, this ha- it happens. You know, people get away with it. And they said two dances is a half hour. Can you imagine dancing with someone for a half hour? Truly, I cannot. Uninterrupted no. half hour of dancing. No. Yes, that is uh, someone you don't like. When do they check their phones? How are they? How are they doing? This? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't talk to someone I liked for a half hour uninterrupted while dancing. No, you gotta start a podcast for that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you always have to give up on riffing and go to the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no book. No book to talk about. Oh, boy. That's funny because they literally go, we could talk about books. <laughs> and he, and, and, well, yeah, Elizabeth says, like, I don't want to talk about books at a ball, right? Yeah. Um, so they, they do a little back and forth about his character. They talk a little bit about Mr. Wickham. Uh, and Darcy hits her with this line. Mr. Wickham is blessed with such happy manners as may ensure his making friends whether he may be equally capable of retaining them is less certain. Yeah, so this is as close as we get to Darcy commenting on Wickham's character. Yes. Yeah. Which uh, really plays into the quote on the back of my book, first impressions aren't always the best. Right. So he's saying Mr. Wickham is a charmer and then it all goes away. Right, which is the opposite of Darcy. Or like it, 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 it that's what the... We're, Hypothetically, yes. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be thinking, maybe. Is that Darcy is brutal at first, and then you you, you grow to like him. He grows on you. Uh, Elizabeth says he has been so unlucky as to lose your friendship, and then there's more of a, like a back and forth daggers about like you really have to not like you have to be very careful about not liking someone, don't you, Darcy? Because you never change your mind, right? Because yeah, yeah, uh, the judgment is going to stick forever, so you have to be careful about which people you judge. Yeah, uh, and never allow yourself to be blinded by prejudice. I hope not. 
It is particularly incumbent on those who never change their opinion to be secure of judging properly at first. May asked to what these questions tend. He's like, where do you get it at? <laughs> yeah, what are you, yeah, what are you talking about? And she's just, I'm just trying to figure out your character. So <laughs> they are, <laughs> she is being mean to him. Like, and she, like, she's in the right. She believes that he was, did something truly awful and he's trying to call him on it. Uh, there's the, the previous page has the books. Uh, what do you, th- what think you of books? Said he smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so this is literally a guy at the bar being like, you watch any TV shows lately? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's the last resort, but also like they, they have kind of a history with, with the, the books, library, the stuff. library stuff. Yeah. So I think he's being a little sly here too. I like that. Yeah. And she goes books. Oh no. I am sure we never read the same or not with the same feelings. I like that line a lot. We don't read the same or we don't feel the same about what we Even read. if we do, yeah. I'm not like you. You're not like me. It's a, it's a rejection. And he's like, I'm sorry you think so, but if that be the case, there can be at least no want of subject. We may compare our different opinions. He's like, well, then we could argue about right. books. <laughs> so he's, I mean, like Darcy is kind of laying it on thick. For Darcy, he, he's trying. This is very charming. This woman that he really likes is accusing him of false character yeah trying to get out his most what seems to be his most painful past yeah and will not talk to him about books or (laughs) his response is to double down double down baby press on which is like i'm i I feel like how soon before elizabeth realizes that darcy is into her i mean yeah it is like i mean we talked about this like no one understands who likes who and it's very clear to everyone else, right. but it's like it took Elizabeth forever to realize Mr. Collins was hitting on her. It's taking her forever to realize Darcy likes her. Jane right. still isn't convinced that Bingley likes her. Yeah. Uh, but everyone else is like, of course, this is what is going on. Right. The Bingley sisters, they know that Darcy, Darcy likes Elizabeth for sure. And they know sure. that Mr. Bingley likes Jane. Of like, course they do. Elizabeth knew that from the first and knew that Jane likes Bingley right away. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. We should track that because, like, uh, yeah, no one knows. No one's good at judging their own relationships, but everyone else is, knows what's up. Yes, yeah. everyone else can see very clearly who likes who. Yeah, all that stuff and all that jazz. All that jazz. A fifteen-minute jazz solo while I'm dancing with a woman I despise. As you do. Uh, and this is an interesting line. She said no more, and then they went down the other dance and parted in silence, on each side dissatisfied, though not to an equal degree. For in Darcy's breast, there was a tolerable, powerful feeling towards her, which soon procured her pardon and directed all his anger against another. So he's mad at Wickham. He's, he's mad like, at Wickham. She's poisoning uh, her me against her or whatever. He, so this is how much Darcy likes Elizabeth, is that she can accuse him to his face of this terrible thing, ruining a man's life. And it just makes Darcy hate that man yeah, he, for telling his story. Yes, he likes her so much that he's like, she was not pleasant that whole dance, and I, I like her even more. <laughs> and it's Wickham's fault. Yeah. So I mean, we're 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 gonna have a showdown here for sure. Yes, Wickham it is, Darcy. It is getting little little spicy. Little <laughs> bit a spicy. And then the rest of the dance is less spicy. Uh. The Miss Bingley comes over, says like her half-hearted thing of like, Mr. Darcy's actually great, and Mr. Wickham sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elizabeth's like, well, how do you know that? And it's like, Darcy told me a little bit. <laughs> and uh, right, so Elizabeth is, points out accurately that, well, you've only heard Mr. Darcy's side of the story, so, you know, keep an open mind. Yeah, I can't, I can't trust that. He would be biased. But they're frenemies anyway. Yeah, they weren't going to get the along. The Bingley sisters. She and she is like very forward in her, been like, "You are being a fool." 
His guilt and his sin appear by your account to be the same, for I have heard you accuse him of nothing worse than of being the son of Mr. Darcy Stewart, and of that I can assure you he informed me himself. Insolent girl, said Elizabeth. Wow. Oh, to herself. Oh, <laughs> there, there we go. There <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. It was in you her are much head. mistaken if you expect to influence me by such a paltry attack as this. To herself. She's, talking, she's like <laughs> facing the wall like, insolent girl. What's this insolent girl. Insolent. She goes over to talk to Jane, like what you hear from Bingling, and, yeah. Bing, and Bingley is like, I don't know, man. It was a weird situation. I I, I trust Darcy. <laughs> Bingley is such a bland, non confrontational supportive bro. He's like, whatever my buddy bro. says, I like Darcy. Yeah, I don't want any trouble, man. I'm sure what he did, he did right. Right. Uh, so that doesn't lead any information. So no one has any extra information. Yeah. We heard Wickham's, sto- Wickham's story, and we haven't heard Darcy's point of view, really, except for that Wickham no. is kind of a bad guy or whatever. Darcy implies that Wickham's a bad guy. The only thing that uh, we know is that Darcy accused Wickham of, be- of being irresponsible with the money, uh, a kind of a party animal. Uh, but it, Wickham implied that that was an absurd accusation. Yeah. Uh, and Darcy sort of just kind of dances around these questions, like he doesn't give his own side. We're not hearing an account from Darcy yet. I I, I assume that is coming. Yes, we get a couple cutting lines, but no account. Withholding uh, as usual. Yes. And then we get Mr. Collins. So we get Mary singing some songs. Okay, this is hilarious. Mary is taking up the, the piano forte with her songs. Yes. Which are, uh, I f- what's the what, what's the uh, exact description? It's aggressive. It's like so, <laughs> so uh, typically Mary. You know, it's like so. Uh, All right. Um, Let's see. Here I have Mary, though, pretending not to hear. So (laughs) I have Mr. Bennett say, That will do extremely well, child. You've delighted us long enough. Let the other young ladies have time to exhibit. (laughs) (laughs) What a delight, Mary. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, let's see here. So Mary played after very little entreaty, preparing to oblige the company. Like, okay, you all want to hear a Mary jam. Here it comes. (laughs) All right. All right. Drop the beat. I'll give you what you want. Mary has very doesn't understand. She lacks that um, incisiveness that Elizabeth shows of like I know what people are thinking. Yes. Mary clearly doesn't know what people think of her playing, which is well, a bad. Yeah, Elizabeth also is like is under the like has the insight that Mary is not attractive, so she needs to do all these skills she thinks to get the attention of men. Yeah, and Mary or uh, Elizabeth knows that, ironically. It's also making you more unattractive because you have this sort of exhibitionist streak of right. trying to draw attention to yourself. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Jay Dustin's got no sympathy for ugly people. Ugly, boring people. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, well, you tried, but uh. yeah, it's like it's very cold out there for unattractive women in this. Book. The only good people are ones who can make quick insights into character. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only good person in England. <laughs> and I want to say, like, there's some warmth towards Mary, but, like, really, there's not. There's no redemption for Mary yet. Really, we're just seeing. No, like, at no point are you like, oh, She's well, a clown. She's being laughed at. Not only is she unattractive, she's, like, a, a she pretends to be book smart, but it's not. <laughs> it's all bad stuff. And Elizabeth the whole time is mortified. She's, like, shooting looks at the father, like, please get her off the <laughs> stage. <laughs> You're embarrassing the whole family. Mr. Bennett is at this ball, by the way, which I love. So Mr. Bennett does is able to. It's a, only a few moments of Mr. Bennett, but they are 
uh, pretty Mr. Bennett. I mean, first of all, like you've delighted us all enough, Mary. Please give another girl a chance. <laughs> anyone else? Give anyone else a chance. Would someone else please play piano? And that's when Mr. Collins stands up. And uh. gives a famous speech to a bored ballroom. <laughs> if I were so fortunate as to be able to sing, I should have great pleasure, I am sure, in obliging the company with an air. For I consider music as a very innocent diversion, and perfectly compatible with the profession of a clergyman. I do not mean, however, to assert that we can be justified in devoting too much of our time to music, for there are certainly other things on and on and on. <laughs> he should marry Mary, Mr. Yes. Collins. He should. That's a good point. I think it may be... I don't know. I saw a brief video. He might or something. I don't know. I, I think he, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, he's he's a match made for Mary. He's like also airheaded and like loves but loves talking. Loves speeches, little speeches that don't actually mean anything. It's like a half page long, and my only note in the margins is annoying. Yes. And with a bow to Mr. Darcy, he concluded his speech, which had been spoken so loud as to be heard by half the room. (laughs) Many stared, many smiled, but no one looked more amused than Mr. Bennett himself. Bingo. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Mr. Bennett loving it. While his wife seriously commended Mr. Collins for having spoken so sensibly and observed in a half whisper to Lady Lucas that he was a remarkably clever, good kind of young man. (laughs) He's a good guy. He's going to marry my daughter. He's a good guy. (laughs) Mr. Bennett is is truly Elizabeth's father elizabeth they have a connection where like he sees what's going on yeah he's he's able to roll his eyes at it so yeah he's loving he's they loving love it. to be sarcastic together. yeah to elizabeth appeared that had her family made an agreement to expose themselves as much as they could during the evening it would have been impossible for them to play their parts with more spirit or finer success <laughs> <laughs> if you were trying to embarrass me on purpose you couldn't have done this better <laughs> you nailed it thank <laughs> you so much how old is elizabeth I think she's got to be in her early 20s. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember when. It seemed that someone was 27. I don't know if that was ever. Jane, maybe. I think Jane's Jane, the oldest. Jane might be 27. That sounds right. Uh, but like, it's so, this is so like, oh, my family. It's yeah. so like a classic like high school. Daria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth has got some Daria vibes, yeah. Uh, let's see here. The rest of the evening brought her little amusement. Mr. Collins kind of stood around. Darcy Mr. Collins ca- was like, well, I only want to dance with you, so my move is going to be I'll just stand by you, and whenever you want to dance, you let me know. Kind That's like kind of his yeah. thing. It's like, And so thereby ruining the entire ball for Elizabeth. Or she can't dance with anyone because she has to lie that she doesn't feel like dancing. Right. Yes, yeah, so, exactly. So, I mean, luckily Wickham, Wickham is not there, so like she doesn't have to miss out on There's Yeah, there's no Wickham. one like she wants to dance with. I want a ball with Wickham and Darcy there. Like yeah. for the for the for the analogy that the balls are the are the battles of this novel or this of this war novel, uh, I we, we this is this is a skirmish. This is nothing. Yes. Yeah, this is a one sided battle in a proxy war. Exactly. Well put. Uh, so Darcy kind of is also weirdly standing by her in earshot, which kind of makes her uncomfortable. Can't she can't figure out what the heck that is? And then everyone is ready to go home. And then it's like we're all. Everyone's complaining about how tired they are. Well, yeah, the the Bingleys are like aggressively yawning. Yeah. <laughs> they're like the they're, the last ones there are the are the Bennets, the yeah. Longhorn Clan, as whatever they're called. It's like at the end of weddings when everyone's like, "Oh my God, what time is it? Whoa, Whoa boy!" Or it's like three o'clock in the morning at a house party you're throwing, and it's like, "Oh man, <laughs> I would love to go to bed, but there are people in my house." Yeah, you come out to the party and you're in pajamas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little nightcap on. And like one of those old timey candle holders. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh boy. boy. 
Another beer? <laughs> I, need to, I need to rest my countenance. But you guys can stay if you call your Ubers right now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, it was the, it's the call your Ubers uh, move uh, yeah, that, that, ev- that the Bingleys are doing. Everyone get out of here. And the Bennett, Mrs. Bennett, very strategically said, we'll get our carriage last. Everyone else get their carriage out. Uh, first, we'll get it. We'll get it after everyone's gone. This has been ever the player, social player. That's yes. the move. They talk a little bit more. Even Bingley's having trouble being like, "No, stay." Blah blah blah. Yeah, <laughs> and if Bingley, yeah, if Bingley can't pull it off, it's really not happening. Yeah, and he's like, "Come over sometime." And he's like, "Yeah, as soon as I get back." I'd love to. Yeah, they want to have like a personal dinner with with Bingley. Like, come over for dinner, not not for a big deal, just for a, a, a chill dinner. Relax, no big deal. We talked about this, how it's like Austin's really like kind of like letting this thing die. It's like, yes. yeah, yeah. She closes her scenes by like, all right, well, how would the evening close? And I said, like, you know, the evenings close boring, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, Jane? Hey, Jane. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jane, it's kind of boring when things go all the way to the I kind of want to leave this party, Jane Austen. If yes. I could leave it, that'd be great. How about a classic cut scene? <laughs> cut two. Next Smash exciting two. thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very mean line. Uh, of having another daughter married to Mr. Collins, she thought with equal certainty and with considerable, though not equal, pleasure. Elizabeth was the least dear to her of all her children. Yeah, just just to set it as a fact for the narrator <laughs> <laughs> that like w- the ranking. I wish we had the ra- we had the the rankings would be nice. If we had the actual rankings. I like the coffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and though the man and the match were quite good enough for her, the worth of each was eclipsed by Mr. Bingley and Netherfield. Right. So the main event for Mrs. Bennett is Jane and Bingley. Yes, Jane and Bingley. I don't really care about Elizabeth. Everything else will come, yeah. The Elizabeth that, that takes care of the Mr. Collins thing where uh, we'll get some of the money that's coming to us. And that's, that's like, devastating. For this very, very small world to, like, uh, have a mother think to herself, this is my least favorite daughter. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. And, like, to see them in those stark economic terms. Yes. You know, that they're just... Waiting to she's be. She's good enough to be a pastor's wife. Right, like, she'll be a pastor's wife. That'll take. That'll take care of. But like, the, she's. They need to get the Collins money, or like, I guess he has some money. He doesn't have no money. She won't be starving. Right. Um, but he's family. He's a cousin. So they want to keep the money in the family too. Yeah, he yeah. gets the. Uh, he so he gets some money from Lady De Burr, and he gets some. He'll get some money from the the Bennett estate. The Bennett estate, whatever that is. Yeah. So she'll be fine, and it's okay that he's a boring loser. And what's good is with Jane being married to Bingley, that'll bring more wealth around. Maybe yeah. Snatch up the other. She daughters. might even get to move in with them. It's like it's like a portfolio. It's a weird portfolio like yeah. mentality. It's all it's all very calculated social climate. Which is what Jane Austen is going for is to is to is to satirize this sort of society. Like what is to come of someone who has actual feelings in this stark economic Yeah. Place. When love is the last thing to consider in all these marriage games. Yeah, what are you supposed to do with your romantic feelings in this context? Yeah. They're like superfluous and if anything they get in the way. Yeah, they're only harmful. Right, and so Elizabeth and maybe Jane—I don't know—everyone's going to be suffering, but with the the contrast between what they're what they want to do in their heart and what they need to do for their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a tough game for Miss Elizabeth. Yes, and I hope she does some more insights. <laughs> yeah, man, I think uh, yeah, the drama is starting to 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 gear up here. The stakes are building. We got. Darcy is a potential real villain. 
We got Wickham as handsome, and Elizabeth really likes him. Right. We got Mr. Collins as a turd, and he's going to marry her. Right. We got Bingley and Jane are getting closer, so we think. They're pre-engaged. Pre-engaged. Uh, and Mary is reading her books. <laughs> Mary is reading books. And, yeah, Ly- we have no, we had no Lydia and Catherine action with the soldiers. I assume they danced with some soldiers. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they did. They'll be talking about that for, for forever. Um, they were so excited for the ball, and we didn't really hear about what they did at the ball. I bet we're going to get that um, in due time. Yeah, we'll get some more ball details. Yeah. Ball don't lie. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I played last night, and someone said ball don't lie for real uh, on the basketball court. And I was like, oh, from uh, – yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. I know that expression. Ball don't lie. Oh, yeah. That's what they say in Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> ball don't lie. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, more to come on uh, this drama. I'm excited to see the Wickham thing play out. I want to see, like, a real Wickham-Darcy conflict, and I want to see Elizabeth choose. Uh, yeah, and I want to see Elizabeth pressured. I want to see her. Yeah. I want Mr. Collins proposing, and I want her to say some mean speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right now we have Elizabeth's so- thoughts on all these matters, but she hasn't had to be forced to take action. So once, uh, once Collins proposes, we're going to see her take some action and actually have to voice these critique she has about the situation that she's in yes and she hopefully she can use all this insight to sort of to you know to to roast some some of these societal norms i think her and her mom are going to get into it i think it's going to be yeah there's going to be some falling out and there's going to be some tears i think and uh i mean it'll probably happen in a very polite way (laughs) (laughs) like like well i guess i'll just take these cookies and go to the parlor you know like leave (laughs) yeah all right, fine. Go okay, whatever. Sure. Crazy. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was long. It was. There's parts of it where we talked about where she stays on a subject. Yeah. For a very long time. But I think we're learning how to read it. Uh, we're we're gaining some Austin literacy. Every time you you encounter a new text, you develop uh, a literacy for it. Mm-hmm. So I I'm excited to develop my literacy for Jane Austen. It's getting there. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, me too. I uh, feel like it's like, oh, this is supposed to be nothing. No, never take every, everything. I would take everything with a grain of salt and then figure out what everyone else is going to say about it. Right. And uh, yeah, and the, the character development is definitely there. And you're seeing these characters develop in these situations. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're happening through these long, these long descriptions and through these like, you know, sort of subtle uh, social interactions. Yeah. But it's it's... It's been fun. Tune in. Tune in as these subtle social interactions build up to not-so-subtle social interactions. That's right. Speaking of social interactions, I am doing a comedy show in Brooklyn every Friday. It's called Wet Cash. It's at Stars Cafe. Uh, Amazing comedians. It's a free show with free beer, and all the money goes to breast cancer research and literacy. Don't ask me how. But we're working with an organization that uh, does charity for both of those things. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, go to the show. It's always a very fun time. Yeah, Kevin's on it. He's funny. Yeah. And uh, he's Kevin <laughs> Lobko on Twitter. What's it? Kevin Lobkovich on Twitter. Kevin Lobkovich on Twitter. And uh, yeah, and follow me there. And we have a meme page, uh, OK Gatsby Pod. Yeah. We'll be posting uh, some memes up there about, about Pride and Prejudice. So get ready for that. Ball in. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you next time. Mm. Oh